This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was the NBA Finals, and our guest was Amir Blumenfeld. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiero. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 77. Double sevens, baby. That's right. Adam, do you have an association with the number 77? Oh, 77. This is going to be tough. Carl Mecklenburg, Denver Broncos, <laughs> defensive end. <laughs> uh, these are just football card memory recalls. That's all this exercise is. 77 feels more like a hockey number You than know a what? I was going to say Ray Bork, and Bork. I don't even know what cocky is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I know Ray Bork. Pierre Turgeon? Yeah. Turgeon <laughs> just floats in there. Bork was maybe a Boston Bruin? Defense, yeah. Didn't he like play for like twenty one years and then win a cup with the Avalanche? Paul Coffee? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> this Are, is the we're just naming our... players from NHL PA ninety three. <laughs> Dino Cicerelli. <laughs> this is the Pavel Bure. Yeah. of our hockey knowledge. Alexander uh, Mogilny. It is kind of weird how some. Oh my God, he was the best one. Yes, yeah, it was, was kind of weird how the, these hockey careers can be so long. I do feel like many many hockey players play as long as baseball players. Yeah, like, and like, it's harder than how football. do you do that? Yeah, you, they like should be playing like. Two and Five a half minutes. years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yaramir Yager is still playing still, professional still. NHL hockey. That's not true. Is that it is, it true. is true. How old and is he? 48? Easy. Right? Easy. <laughs> how, how, how? I don't understand. All the all the bruises and, and the battering that your body takes, how? It's football on ice skates. Truly. It's the hardest one to play. By far. Yeah. <laughs> They're all drunk on vodka. Yeah. It's just a bunch of drunk They're Russians just, just going up. buck wild on the ice. They're all just soused up. Um, you heard the voice in the room. This is the third time on the No Joke Podcast. <gasps> the uh, three times Founder. Club. Yep. Yeah. I'm here, Blumenfeld. I am here. Wow, thanks for having me. One of my, you know, favorite podcasts to guest on because I'm usually very uh, low energy and sarcastic. This is like, all right, let's see if we can bring in the genuine, positive, high energy, right, comedy stuff. You say that to all. I'm here. Where were we? Yesterday? No, I don't. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were somewhere. We were at the gym yesterday, and you, I, I asked you if you would be. Oh, we were. It was uh, on the gym television. Yes, was. I still call it Regis and Kathy Lee. Who are the Might hosts as now? well be. Oh, Kelly and Ryan Seacrest. Kelly and Seacrest. Oh. Now it's Kelly and Seacrest. And I asked Amir, Seacrest. do you think that you would make a good Seacrest yeah. in this role? Do you yeah. think that you could host the show? And sure. what did you say? I said, no, I can't because I'm not uh, genuine or loud. Right. <laughs> and then who did we agree would make the perfect host? Adam. Adam Me? <laughs> Me? Kelly was like Lester. a morning show host? He said, genuine and loud is your brand. Genuine and loud is my brand. I would say loud first, genuine second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes you genuine. That's what makes me genuine. <laughs> <laughs> genuine about how I prefer to be loud than genuine. <laughs> you're, the perfect, you're the perfect morning show host. Has that ever come up? In your no, but I'm, fl- I'm deeply, path? deeply flattered. <laughs> and I consider myself in the Strahan mold. Yeah. <laughs> Cut in the you have mold. lost more roles to Michael Strahan <laughs> yeah, in these past couple of years. Including defensive end for the Giants. Yeah. What number was he? 92. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many castings have you seen where they're looking for a Michael Strahan, At, Adam Lustig Only type? ever. Yeah. Only ever. Now, we uh, had kicked around a couple topic ideas uh, before this episode to talk uh, with you, Amir, about. And let's not speed through them. Okay, yeah. Okay. So Wait, which one of the first two we talked about? Do you remember? 
Oh, 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 okay. I see what you're we saying. We talked about right. sibling. We previously talked about siblings, oh, yeah, yeah. and we jobs. talked about jobs. Oh, yeah. Two big ones. Those are two big ones, yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, yep. and then leading up to this episode, we yeah. talked about two other subjects that turns out we're not going to talk about, yeah. but we've lofted them out to you. Yes. Um, Adam, what were they? Uh, we threw out maybe Judaism. We yeah. maybe want to discuss Judaism because you are such an esteemed Judaism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we could talk about that. Jews. And that didn't make it, though. Yeah, it didn't make it. it didn't make it. Maybe we'll get, we'll, we'll get around to it. And then another thing that we had talked about uh, was talking about Amir Blumenfeld's body. Yeah. Amir, just your own body. There's just... something nice about going onto your own, and I mean Adam and my iTunes page, <laughs> yes. and seeing a subject dedicated to Amir's body. Amir's body. Amir, and... who's not one of the hosts. <laughs> I, should say, I should say that I like both of those topics, yeah. but they felt evergreen. I can come yes. back in three weeks and talk about That's fair. Judaism no doubt. and That's talk fair. about my body. That's my fair. body is probably more ever-changing than my uh, religious beliefs. <laughs> and if you read Jake and Amir's or Headgum's YouTube comments, yes. you would learn that Amir's body is now a wonderland. Yeah, <laughs> it's a style. Yeah, yeah. But I figure if we if we give that a couple more months, my body will be even better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The summer bodies episode. Exactly. Summer bodies. Late August, we do a summer bodies <laughs> check in. How are all our bodies doing? May That's I just good. say, ew. Yeah. That is <laughs> summer. Just the word summer bodies. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and then as we were recording. I suggested NBA Finals. Right. Yes. And we're, then we're like, oh, let's just do that. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> because while we have ideas, we also don't have ideas. Right. And that's right. sort of our magic. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. The finals ended... Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. yeah. This comes out Friday, so it'll still be on the minds of everybody. It's I hope so. hot off the press. Yeah. Amir, I would argue you're probably uh, the biggest NBA fan. Uh, I know. <gasps> Definitely. Whoa, really? You're yeah. up there, man. Isn't I just think, Adam a huge NBA fan? He's yeah. a huge NBA fan, but you, uh, you f- like to discuss it like at length you like the math behind it you yeah. like the players you like to you it's really on the forefront of your mind i don't know when that happened i think in the last couple of years i've just been digesting more and more and i have an insatiable appetite for it yep. like i can't get bored or i can't yeah. get enough yeah like i watch basketball? old basketball yeah. yeah i don't know why like i used to be basketball and football were like the same for me and then yes. like football's kind of dropped off and basketball's same. taken off well yes. the lakers gave you so much to root for for so long that's true that that's what hooked me in right mm-hmm. and you also love math and yeah. so it's really fun for us to just look at stats, discuss stats. What do you think about I this? I think I often say that that's what was the – I don't know if one caused the other, mm-hmm. but like just seeing – like when you're watching a basketball game, you're just seeing numbers right. over and over. And you're like 9 of 18 it's from so the pleasing. field, 18 of 24. And what you're like, oh, that's 75%. Oh, that's 50%. Oh, if he makes this shot. Oh, how many like records? It's like all this like 27 in a row, 102 in a it's row. It's true. And, and we it, love it. Yeah. And it's like in literal constant fluctuation. Yeah. Because basketball is perpetual motion. Yeah. Like, it's just like the numbers you're right are the constantly being retallied, right. retallied, How many retallied. games are behind? And when you're yes. like a nine-year-old like quantifying like, okay, they're 41 and 42. Remember that thing that you sent me the other day where uh, if a team is 40 and 42, they're oh. one game below 500? That's that, <laughs> right. That was a paradox. Instead of two games below 500? Isn't that weird? Wait, can you explain? Do you know what he's talking about? Do you understand the, if you're 40 the quandary? And 42, then you're one full game below under 41 and 41. Yeah. But yeah. aren't you also two, two games, games under yeah. 500? Because 500 would be 42 and 42. And 42. <laughs> right, or 40 and 40. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, if you're a team that's 42 and 40, and then you're a team that's... 40 and 42. Yes. Are you one game behind? You're one game two, behind. Two. 
Well, no, because well, what would happen one. is because <laughs> if oh, game, this is the paradox. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> one game switches. If say you won a game that you lost, yes. then suddenly you take one from the loss <laughs> yes. column and you add one to the win column. So technically, you're one win away from 500. So but you're that, one game back. One yeah. game, two losses. That's yeah. a weird, a weird, a weird math thing in basketball. It's like how many? No, no in sports, is how sport, many games back, back you are. Back you yes. are right. Yes. It looks like you're three games behind them, but you're somehow like six or one and a half. Yes. Yeah, because every win is half and every loss is half. So if a team is 41 and 40, you are half a game ahead of a team that's 40 and 40. That's right, right. And if a team is 42 and 40, you are one game ahead of a team that's 40 and 40. Two half games. Yes, two, two half, half games. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, oh wait, but if you're 42 and 40, you're two games ahead of a team that's 40 and 42. Correct. <laughs> yes. They need two wins to catch up to you. Yeah, and you need two losses. So yeah. if this at all interests you... <laughs> Being a fan of the NBA Finals is just saying the numbers 40 and 42 in different permutations <laughs> yeah, over and over that, again. That was a good way to lose. Everybody yeah. wouldn't be, won't be interested in the yes. next 25 minutes. Math and sports. Yes. We should have just done Amir's body. I, I, Amir's body. That's <laughs> the conversions of math and sports. Should have just done Amir's body. I do kind of feel that, that the NBA is sincerely experiencing this sort of like, this is, I feel like, analytics era of NBA 1.0, yeah, post Daryl Morey, whatever, the Rockets. And yeah. in the NBA Finals that just concluded this past Monday, in which the overwhelming juggernaut Golden State Warriors inevitably defeated their inevitable <laughs> opponent, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. It feels like it was like analytics. The analytics of the NBA come almost like crystallized in the best possible version of that's, the mathematizing of basketball. That's what I'm saying when I'm like, uh, LeBron might be better than Michael Jordan is because like it's much harder to be the best player now right. than it was to be the best player in 1996. And you say that why? why? Yeah. Because players are smarter yeah. and coaches are better now. Like the game it's con- and in 20 years from now it'll be harder to be the best player then. But isn't it all relative to the the generation that they played in and the competition they faced and like what was available then? So but then you could then it's kind of like saying like oh Bill Russell's the best player ever because he dominated the 60s. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like yeah, but he's not really the best player ever because like if thrown in today's game, I don't think he would be the best player right, right. now. That's right. Steve Kerr had an amazingly shady quote about that. Did yeah. you uh, I mean like, like uh, it's amazing how basketball players are de uh, de evolving. Yeah, where human all the old teams reverse. can beat oh. our teams. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's just weird, isn't it? Weird how athletes get like dumber, weaker, and shorter over time. It's so crazy. Everyone would have kicked our ass, yeah. right. and it was just like a really great sarcastic response. Yeah, as everybody's coming out of the woodworks, being like, "Oh, we would have beat the Warriors. Oh, well, we would have swept, swept the Magic. Yeah. Like we would have beat them. <laughs> Scotty Pippen said they would have beat them. Yeah, of course, right. everybody. Be like, nah, they would have kicked our asses. Kicked our ever loving asses. And it's so convenient to say we could have beat them because there's no chance it could ever be tested. That's right. There's just no way. Exactly. Uh, but that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to loosely discuss the NBA Finals yes. and, on a general level, the NBA. Yeah, great. Um, I think that Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich uh, run for president in 2020. That would right? be amazing. That's the shirt. That's the shirt. Have you seen that shirt? That's, that's a the, real shirt? Yeah, that, Luke that, Walton was caught wearing it. That's that phenomenal. ticket. That ticket. I mean, those are two of the most sober-minded. It's really interesting to see uh, coaches who are so distinguished yes. kind of take on this, like, semi-political voice one in of, culture. One of the reasons, and I don't want to speak for you, Amir, but one of the reasons I love basketball so much, and I think the NBA, <laughs> and specifically not even basketball, I think it's as a sport, as like a set of rules and actions to do, it's my favorite. But the NBA as a league is also my favorite, and I think is the most successful because, uh, I mean, from a marketing perspective, because it is personality first. The NFL and Major League Baseball really proactively uh, squelch individual personality. Yeah. And it's all about like subverting your own ego for the team. Like the NFL, they all wear helmets, can't see their faces. The NBA has really gone out of their way 
big up David Stern for like being business savvy <laughs> to promote the Jordan as a brand, Elijah Wan as a brand, Ewing. These are the individuals that you're rooting for, right. and that still applies. And you can and so as a result, you have guys like Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, and the NBA has created this culture where individuals individuals can really operate at the height of their intelligence, speak their minds, be politically aware and active. Yeah. Where in other leagues, it's just less encouraged, and I think that's fucking awesome about yeah. the NBA to be honest That's with you. Another thing I really like about LeBron is that like he was actively rooting for Hillary and supporting her. That's right. Where like nobody else would even touch it, you know, nope. like, Republicans still buy shoes like exactly. the famous Michael Jordan quote where he's like I don't want to take any sides. That's right. right. LeBron's like no, I'm like at a rally for Hillary. Exactly. But like I'm I was like, why aren't full team like? There's no way any NBA player, or maybe there's a few like right. you hear about, like Spencer Hawes or whatever. Yes, so right. Yes. A huge Trump fan, but like, yes. why aren't full teams yes. uh, speaking out against Trump? Well, the Warriors pre declined the invitation to the White House. That's what I heard too. Is that real? Is that real? Because <laughs> well, I saw that. Like, I guess I don't know. Well, no, because I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read that same. I, I, I read that. that. Yeah, yeah. I read that same headline. <laughs> yeah. And then I tried to like read between the lines. Yeah. And it was by a ton of like unnamed sources. <laughs> yeah. And like it sounded like somebody was like, I heard, I heard. But and it, it just feels popped. right, right? Totally Kurt feels right. Totally does. Kerr has shit talked him. Steph Curry dropped Under Armour yeah. when the Under Armour CEO was a Trump supporter. <laughs> Did oh, he? Oh yeah. Wow. He didn't drop him. He or he he scolded he scolded the CEO yeah, and then the yeah, CEO yeah. walked back the comments. That'll yeah. teach him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, let's that'll learn. teach him. <laughs> yeah, but then scolded. yeah, and yeah. then the, the whole Bay Area is so liberal. It doesn't so seem like any player on that team would want. It would be it would be kind of funny if just Zaza Pachulia I was showed say, up. Pachulia, I was just say. Pachulia. Who who on that roster could you see being like, yo, listen, I really want to go. Yeah. McCaw, the rookie, just didn't get the memo. Just shows up in full in tuxedo suit. to the White House. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. God, what a cool statement that would be if they all declined. Yeah, it'd be to great. Go. I mean, yeah. tons of Patriots. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't even roll. That's yeah, right. But then a bunch of them did go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So that's what we're going to talk about. We didn't really get to Durant getting to Golden State yet, and mm -hmm. we'll get to all that. But uh, we'll do that in the second act. Perfect. What do we want to play as a song in the first act? So, oh, man. I mean, there is uh, the Bay Area. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe something by E-40, who is the preeminent Golden State Warriors fan. Do oh. you have an E-40 song in your canon? Definitely not off the top of my head. I was looking to you, DJ. I was really <laughs> impressed. I was like, okay, he knows E-40. Can he go deeper? I can't even really Play go that E40. much deeper. Is he the guy that sings on that uh, Big Sean song? Um, <clears throat> God. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to uh, sing uh, it. Uh, 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 do you know what it is? No. It's a, it's, I, I don't even know singer. if I'm right. He's no, not a singer. It's Big Sean and I believe E-40. Great. And it's the uh, song about uh, he's, fuck, it was, it was a song of the summer. You guys were talking oh, about songs of the summer, like a year or two ago okay. where he's like, uh, he, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't want to look it up. You guys are enormous <laughs> E-40 fans. I guess we are doing it was, on Amir's it was, body. Uh, uh, fuck, he was talking about bitch, uh, like don't. Cool. Uh, Good his, start. Uh, Good start. It was like, leave me. Oh, I don't fuck with you. Oh, I don't. Little stupid, stupid. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't think fuck he, he, Oh, E40 is on that. He's like, whoa, but a whoa, but a Yeah, yeah. Big Sean, E40. <laughs> I want to, we'll play that song because we wrestled an E40 song to the ground. Beer said, yes, it is. I don't fuck with you with right. E40. Okay, I would love to find the radio edit to that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like 30% of that is, is curses. Uh, yes. So I, I don't love mess to... with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dull little dumbass girl, I ain't messing with if you. you. I mean, this is a pretty awful song, but I guess we'll play it anyway. Okay, great. Uh, all right, this is kind of E40 song. We'll be back with the second <laughs> act of No Joke. <laughs>
fuck with you. You look stupid and wow. Game with you. You look, you look dumb and wow. Game with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather do than to be with you. Little stupid and I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't, I don't, I don't give a. Look, I don't give a out about you or anything that you do. Don't give a about you or anything that you do. I heard you got a new man. I see you taking the pic. Then you post it up, thinking that it's making me sick. But I see you calling. I be making it quick. I'ma answer that shit like I don't with you. I got no feelings to go. I swear I had it up to here. I got no feelings to go. I mean for real. How you feel? Get too sensitive. It ain't going towards the bill. Yeah. And every day I wake up celebrating. Why? 'Cause I just dodged a bullet from a crazy person. I stuck to my guns. That's what made me rich. That's what put me on. That's what got me here. That's what made me this. And everything that I do is my first name. Peace, chase bread. Aw damn, she got a bird brain. Ain't nothing but trilling me. Aw man, silly me. I just bought a crib, three stories. That the trilogy. And you know I'm rolling with this up the ozone. I got a that text me she ain't got no clothes on. And then another one text me yo. Next, and I'ma text you right back like I don't with you. You look stupid and wow. Game with you. You look, you look dumb and wow. Game with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather do than to be with you. Little stupid and I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't, I don't, I don't give a. Look, I don't give a about you or anything that you do. Don't give a about you or anything that you do. I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't, I don't give a. I don't give a about you or anything that you do. Don't give a about you or anything that you do. Got a million things on my mind, executive deals online, limited amount of time chasing these dollar signs, and you ain't on your grind. You might gonna find me up in the MGM casino in the deep. Enough fatty, I could have put on property. From the bait to the murder, red my. Permission, she choosing that's her decision. Free my in prison on the phone with a who can't do for a pimp, but make a hillary. Got a and my dental blowing hemp and a rental on my way to Sacramento late night. I'm never sentimental. Go hard, I go homeless. Barely hardly I'm chromeless. You might end up domeless. I bet you she into me. Her cheddar she giving me. I'm stand outside forever like the Statue of Liberty. Rest in pimp, pimp C, underground king of the south. I raise my styrofoam up and put some drink in my mouth. Why you always coming around with bad news? Bad news. Say you want me to win, but hope I lose. Hope I lose. Never rock with other than the crew, crew. But them cool. It's just that. Safe with you. You look stupid and wow. With you, uh -uh. you look, you look dumb and wild. With you, I got a million trillion things I'd rather do than to be with you. Little stupid and I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't, I don't, I don't give a. Look, I don't give a about you or anything that you do. I don't give a about you or anything that you do. I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't, I don't give a. I don't give a. About you or anything that you do, don't give about you or anything that you do. I got a new chick that I gotta thank God for. I got a new whip that I gotta thank the lot for. Yeah, I got a lot, but want a lot more. Yeah, we in the building, but I'm trying to take it to the top floor. I swear I hear some new push every day I'm waking up. It seems like nowadays everybody breaking up. You break it down if you lose a good girl. I guess you need a bad to come around and make it up. I guess drama makes for the best content. Everything got a bad side, even the conscience. Now you're drinking till you're unconscious. Feel me when you get a fine bone. Don't forget. 
to read the fine print. Life got me meditating like I'm in the Himalayas. Keep a G with the L on me like the elevator. Yeah, I know that karma too real, so I hope you're doing cool. But still stupid and thank you with you. Big Sean, by the way, is great. He's very smart. He's like a smart, cerebral, clever rapper. Really? For example, he just said, I just bought a crib three stories, that bitch a trilogy. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Very, very That's good. Smart. Very good, Sean. Were you, <laughs> very were good, you serious Sean. that he is a... Uh... Are you? Do you actually consider Big Sean a smart guy? Oh yeah, I do. Really? I listen, yeah, I listen to his song. I'm like, oh, that's really clever and that's cool. really ah, smart. There's nice. like, I now that I listen to hip hop a little bit more, at the very least, popular hip hop, mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize there's two like types of rappers. Mm-hmm. There's like Lil Wayne, who's like actually crazy and just like accidentally a genius, yeah, because he's just like on drugs but yes. like spits really cool verses, right? And then there's like Big Sean and Drake, who I think are actually like smart, calculated, mm-hmm. calculated, like writing really clever. Even Kanye, where he's like. The, the mom couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Alexis. Yeah, mm. play on words. Yeah, you love really, a good play on words. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's clever. Joke Mar- tellers who are joke tellers. Yeah, who, are off, yeah. who happen to be really good. Yeah, writers. I think that you had him on your podcast, but Lil Dicky, Lil Dicky, yeah, Lil Dicky's amazing. another great example. Oh, I love it's just like lyrics, mm-hmm. lyrics first, clever mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. I'll sometimes just watch his Westwood freest- or freestyles, just those oh, videos yeah. of Lil Dicky going to Westwood or uh, Shay in the morning or whatever. He's also a huge NBA fan. Really? Yeah. Like, all of his raps are riddled with, like, I think one of them is called Russell Westbrook on a Farm. Really? (laughs) About the idea is, like, there's this whole, like, thought process of, like, what if there's the best basketball player, the best something, doesn't even know it because he never picked up a ball. He's just not living on a farm. Yeah, there's, like, Russell Westbrook. There could have been just this guy on a farm. On a farm. And he has no idea. Exactly. I often think about Spider-Man in the desert where there's nowhere to shoot his web. (laughs) And it's just like he Big literally has, country. He has nowhere to connect. Not yeah. so spidery now, are you, Peter Parker? <laughs> skills are, yeah, exactly. skills are challenge. Uh, one question I want to ask you guys in the first act, Absolutely. since we left it already, yes. is uh, your first NBA Finals memory. I have a very vivid first <clears throat> NBA Finals memory. 1991, Bulls-Lakers. <gasps> that was mine. Jordan Magic. Yeah. I, I'm eight <laughs> Eight yeah, years yeah. old, seven or eight years old. Yeah. Just turned eight, I guess. Yeah. Um, we were living in my old house. TV was downstairs. Uh, we, my brother and I set up like a Nerf hoop and literally, as though we were like a cover band, <laughs> played along to the entire 1991 <laughs> NBA Finals Good. Good. Uh, with my brother. And that was, I think, the, my first sort of indelible Finals memory. I mean, I had I had Celtics v Lakers for the Sega Genesis, yeah. the game, yeah. which like was a reference to and the, the eighty eight playoffs. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was a reference to those finals, and I like have vague memories of Jordan fighting through the Bad Boys Pistons, but the real finals that made the biggest impression, the first one, yeah. was mm-hmm. Magic Michael. Most of my finals <laughs> memories were Eastern Conference finals, yeah. even more than uh, the NBA finals. I love that, Cause just because like the relationship between like Bulls Knicks, big yeah. thing, you know, was just so real to me. Living in New York and like re- kind of rooting for the bad guys, yeah. Were you a Jordan fan? Die hard. Yeah. Die hard. <laughs> yeah. I would watch the game with my friends or family, and they would all be screaming for the Knicks, and it was just one voice so in the room. how did room. that happen? Yeah, how did a New York kid become greatness. a... You just chase greatness as a little kid. You're like, that guy's doing it the best. Why wouldn't I root for him? Exactly. Because I'll, I don't care what it, the word on the shirt says. I have no loyalty to Anthony Mason. <laughs> right. Like, I have loyalty to wanting to be the best kid in the world. Yeah, yes. you actually did it right. You just chose the best team. And I just you like you quality. For, you were happier. Totally. Exactly. Because you rooted I, for them. I was tortured. I like the Knicks, and I had a shitty child. <laughs> As a result, <laughs> I was at the double nickel game. Whoa, really? Yes, I was yes. at the double nickel game rooting for Michael Jordan in How Madison old? Square Garden. That was 95. 95. Yeah, 13, four, my soccer coach. That was his tickets. first, first, was that his second or third game back? Fifth game back. Fifth at game the garden, back. Game winning 45. Assist, Bill Wennington, yeah. Number 45. Yep. 
That's funny because I was at Kobe's sixty, I think, one point game at the Garden. Cool, where he broke that record. You were there. Oh, yeah, that's so New cool, York, man. You yeah. the New York yeah. Yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an amazing <laughs> game. Yeah, that, was that like a close game too? Uh, or was close it enough for Kobe to play the entire game? Kobe's unbelievable. Man. Yeah. When did he drop eighty one? He dropped eighty one. He dropped eighty one earlier in his against career. Toronto, just yeah. like in a regular season Sunday, game. Sunday afternoon, because mm-hmm. they were wearing those weird whites. Mm-hmm. It was like the season or two in between Shaq and Pow, where yes. it was like. Kobe and a bunch right. of scrubs, and that was his, like his prime. So he averaged thirty-five a game. Shoot, Kobe, shoot, crazy. Yeah. Just let him go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's. It fun. was kind of fun, even though we were bad. It's just like, what if, what if Kevin Durant was on a team of all, or Steph Curry was on a team with a, a bunch of scrubs? Right. Put him on the just nets. Like, just the shoot as much nets. as you want. Shoot Wouldn't everything. Fun? You're shoot the all. show. You are the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you want. And he but, loved it too. Yes, totally. Amir, what was your sort of primary uh, finals memory? Also, so, Magic Michael. It was 91? Magic Michael. I don't yeah. even remember watching it. My brother just told me, and I have this weird memory of me and a Carl's Jr. And like my brother's like, yeah, the Lakers are in the finals. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who are they playing? Like the Bulls are like, oh, that's fun. That's interesting. But I don't remember watching any of the games. Yes. Okay. My first vivid watching finals memory uh-huh. was Bulls Suns. Okay. The triple over Two overtime. years later. Oh, yeah. God. Unbelievable. God. Which I later found out. John Paxson. The Bulls won the first two games in Phoenix. And oh, then did they? The Suns won the next two, two? in Chicago, Chicago. and this sweet. was Game Five, I believe. That's so cool. And then the Bulls rallied to win that in triple overtime, and then they won in Phoenix, Game Six. John Paxson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that shot. Yes. So they it was like five of the six road games. Wow, uh, I don't road remember won it that like game. that. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I hope I'm right. Yes, and that's because <laughs> the Suns it. that year, the Suns were, uh, I mean, dare I say the fit, because they beat, obviously, Magic in 91. The year after that was the Blazers, where he hit six threes and shrugged. I don't yeah, know how I'm so good. Yeah. And then the third year, but the Suns were definitely the favorites that's that year. That's Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, and Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley yeah. was the MVP of the league. They were sick. Yeah. They were really, really, really good. I want to say Paul Westfall was maybe the coach. Maybe yeah, not, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Suns team was awesome. And Barkley, I mean, like, I think the Lakers, the-, the Lakers almost beat them in the first round randomly. That's right. It was an eight over one. That's they won right. the first two games in Phoenix, and oh, then right. yes. and then the Suns won two games in LA and the fifth game. Yes, that's right, Phoenix. man. I remember that Mario Eli, maybe you know, like I think he was, was on, on the Rockets. Oh, was he on the Rockets? That then? was the yeah. Rockets that beat the Suns the next year. That's right. That's right. But yeah, but those Suns those were filthy. Suns teams were I mean, Barkley, you just forget Charles Barkley is such like a cultural icon at this point. But that dude was so nasty. He was six foot four. Six four. <laughs> six foot four. <laughs> Who is his equivalent now in the NBA? Draymond, you... maybe, but yeah. He's taller. Did he pass like? Could he pass like Draymond? No. Not okay, really. Got it. He was just like a rough guy. Yeah, he was just a thick, unguardable force. Yeah. Even though he was undersized by about nine inches for his position. Think about a six four post player, like a six foot four post up back to the basket. How tough must you be? Like how <laughs> tough must you be? Did he swing at Shaq? Yeah. Or did Shaq oh, yeah. swing at him? Oh, no, he threw the ball at Shaq, oh, and then yeah. Shaq swung at him, and then Barkley <laughs> jumped on him. NBA players are such goons in fights. I know. Such goons. Exactly. Um, speaking of NBA players and fights, yes. uh, this past NBA Finals, yes. uh, it was the Gold State Warriors versus Cleveland. As it will uh, be for the next five. We watched... Uh, <laughs> right. Correct. As We're down to the, two teams. <laughs> We're down to two teams in the league now. <laughs> um, there was a fight that almost happened in the, in the final game where two men basically kissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David West and Tristan Thompson. David, were, right. uh, David uh, West got his ring, and he also got a smooch. Yeah, <laughs> got his smooch. They, they were trying to intimidate each other so much that they just 
smushed faces <laughs> without swinging because he's like, I can't swing. That'll get me suspended. <laughs> no, my team needs me. That's when you need so a helmet. I'm going to smush my Let's face snuggle a little into bit. this face. That's yeah. why you need a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Like football and hockey players can jaw at one another because <laughs> yeah. there's a clear fence in between their mouths. Yes. You know, you say basketball players are more popular because they don't wear helmets. That's right. But they end up kissing. Oh, you're about just the collateral. <laughs> That's the other side of it. Follow up. NBA Finals question. Yes. Since we're talking about the past a little bit, yeah. into the future. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which Finals game or uh, series did you care the most about? Were you like, oh my God, I'm so invested. I can't even watch it with friends. Well, as a Knicks fan, obviously it was the 1994 <laughs> Finals, Knicks v. Rockets. Wow. That uh, was I mean, Game 7. That was went to Game <clears throat> 7. John Stark shot 2 for 18 in Game 7. <laughs> 2 for 18 in Game 7. Brick City. I believe one Brick of them just City. went side of the backboard. And it was like, well, this is ominous. I this is an ominous beginning. He was shooting from the corner and it was going nowhere this is not near okay. the basket. And I you, sir, are our best shooter. Yes. What, yeah. what were the first six games like? Uh, the first six games were amazing, and game five was interrupted by the O.J. Simpson Bronco yeah. chase. Wow. So that was like the famous June, whatever that date was, 7th, 1994. Yeah, and yeah. so that was like the biggest cultural event. Yeah. Maybe we even mm-hmm. talked about this, I think, on the O.J. episode. We did, yeah. But right. that was like the Knicks finals. The New York Rangers were also in the Ed Stanley Cup finals oh, that yeah. night. It was Arnold Palmer's <laughs> last golf tournament that day. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the biggest sports day ever, and then the biggest sports star from the 70s uh, murdered. He wow. Murdered. Yeah, yeah. He, took, he, he took the headlines. <laughs> yeah. But that series was back and forth. That was Mario that was Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. That was Robert Ori. Yeah. How did you guys almost beat that team? Luck. I mean, like again, like we were. Look, man, the Knicks in the '90s. We were consistently the one seed, even in those Jordan years. Yeah. That '93 year, yeah. they the Bulls had to come to us. Yep. We were the one seed. Yeah. You Obviously beat teams lost. up. You beat teams up, though. With Oakley and Mason and Starks and Derek Harper and Ewing uh, and like the weird Anthony Bonders of the world, we were a force. Who was the best player on that team? It was Ewing's team. I mean, it was Ewing's team for sure. But Starks was the heart. Starks was the heart. <laughs> Oakley was the muscle. Yeah. Anthony Mason, and Mason was, a was crazy the crazy person. He would fight you too. Yeah. I mean, they would. You just didn't want to be in the paint against those New York Knicks. Yeah. You were going to be on your ass. And most importantly, Pat Riley. Yeah. Most importantly, yeah, it was like we had Pat Riley running the show, and the Knicks were juggernauts. Yeah. So that '94 Finals meant the world. <laughs> obviously, the freaking world to me. It was like finally Jordan has left. Uh-huh. Finally, he's going to dabble in baseball. Uh-huh. Finally, this is our year, and it was, Until. but not quite. Until. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. All those years of NBA Finals are like so like ingrained in my kid mind. Yeah. That I can even just say last year watching the NBA Finals oh, when watching the Cavs come back from a three-one deficit. That was that, an all-time. That, that Game 7, I, I couldn't believe yeah, my eyes. Game 7 yeah. last year was pretty <laughs> intense. I don't remember having so much just like non – like I wasn't like uh, rooting for other teams, so I could just sit back and appreciate the artistry of yes, the game. Yes, That game was so fun. That was one of the most fun I ever yes. had watching basketball. A Game 7 of the finals that I watched that was quite tense was at that uh, Williamsburg Sports Bar Mulholland's, and it was Celtics-Lakers Game 7, oh whatever year that was. Yeah, Garnett. 2010. Right? 2010, and that was, I just remember, again, I don't have a dog in that fight, I like the Lakers, Kobe, whatever, the Celtics, Garnett, great, but we were in a sports bar, and like, that rivalry, and just all the elements involved, that was a, just a charged, charged atmosphere. That was kind of like Warriors, uh, Cavs, where it's just like two teams, yeah. Desperate, so desperate, yeah. so tired, so skilled, yeah. hitting each other. Kobe, like, literally, like, willing his team along without any legs. It he was, was like, shot, like, set 8 of 24 or something. Yes. But, like, he had, like, 17 boards. Yeah. like, passing the ball to Artest at the end of the game. Yes. Artest hitting a three. That was my, that was my game. That was yours, know, huh? As a Laker fan. And then in 2010, I was, like, 27. So, like, I kind of, like, appreciated the history a little bit. Yes. And then just watch it. I'm like, I cannot be around anyone during this game. Like, I'm not making small talk during this game. Right. I'm not at a bar ordering food, making sure I can't hear anything. I'm like, 
watching it, studying it, staring at it. Like it's like a this matters evidence. A lot. Yeah, yeah. just like staring at it, trying to figure out. And then they were down 13 at the end of the third. Yeah. We had already lost to the Celtics two years yes. before that. And Boston fans, as you guys both agree, are the worst. Obnoxious. If not Philly, <laughs> Mucho it's Boston. obnoxious. Yeah. Philly's up there, but it's probably Boston. Their so brand is obnoxious. And that, that justified like every like yes. if we had lost that Ugh. game... That's Kobe's last stand. Yes. You're probably That's, right. Yeah. Truly, Boston right. beats, beats, beats him twice. Right. So you can only imagine how much. And like Kobe's, you know, on the team, leading the team. Yes. This is his legacy. Yes. Yes. So like, imagine the best player, <laughs> yeah. sort of at the end of his prime, making yes. sure like I have to win. Yes. Oh. Or it's my whole career wasn't worth it. This legacy. Yeah. yeah. You wonder if LeBron felt shades of that. If he can feel. I wonder what LeBron's perspective is of himself, where he stands right now. In terms of like how many championships he has left in him. It's crazy. I just feel like he must be to a certain degree numb to the notion of the NBA Finals. Right. I, I just feel like he's made the last seven. <laughs> right. He's three and five. Like you just to, in LeBron's experience, like you literally win some and lose some. <laughs> like ninety nine point nine percent of players never get there. Yeah. Right. Never ever get to the finals yeah. ever in their lives. LeBron literally, it's either oh, I'm definitely gonna be there. It's right. just a matter of like I win some, I lose some. Yeah. It's and the like, fact <laughs> that he's in the conversation is so impressive. Like if you win more than one. You're you're really 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 amazing. He's totally. lost five. Right? Yeah. He's lost five finals. That is that's incredible. really hard. You it's... should get a ring for every five you lose. <laughs> that's considered a, a win. Free ring. Yeah. <laughs> you should get like a like a pinky ring or I'd something. Rather, or a toe it's ring. better to lose five than to win yeah, one. Right? Kind of. I mean, you've had, had a like pretty good run. Yeah, you've had a pretty good run. Yeah. That was like a question. I was like, would you rather root for a team like the Kings or the Blazers <laughs> that got close but never got over the hump a yeah. lot? Or a team like Dallas that won once, and that's it. About, and they'll definitely never win again. And I think it's Dallas. Yes, Dallas. definitely. Yeah. You, you have get that the release, one memory. The sweet release. The sweet I mean, release. Amir, you watched me as my beloved New York Mets <laughs> made it to the World Series, and it was like I was a, a basket case. Yeah. Like I was, I was ruined socially. Yeah. I just like had one care on my mind. So yes. it's like, yes, having that moment, yes. that one moment yeah. is the best. And the NBA Finals specifically are so particularly intense because it really is the best in the world truly playing their hardest. Right. And you could tell. I don't know. You could tell. We are seasoned basketball viewers. A game in January feels different than a game in April. Feels yeah. different than a game in November. No question. Could, these are human beings. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? We're susceptible to boredom and all the other human There's emotions. a reason LeBron averaged like 38 in the finals and like 26 in the regular exactly. season. Of course. He literally <clears throat> averaged a triple-double, by the way. First time that's ever happened. Yeah. He, he averaged a Westbrook. That's <laughs> not on the farm. Good. Westbrook not on the farm. Uh, let's go to another act break. We're Great. talking NBA. We haven't really played a lot of Snake songs uh, more than once, but it feels appropriate that we played the song Bulls vs. Let's Knicks do it. By Oh, yeah. Seems appropriate. No other mm-hmm. time for it. Um, okay, so listen to that song. We'll Great. be back with the third act of No Joke. Now it's Michael Jordan and the Bulls who also face elimination. Can they find the courage and the championship effort needed to win? Or are we about to witness one of the greatest upsets in basketball history? Pat Riley and his Knicks believe it's possible. Today, for one of these teams, the title quest continues. For the other, time runs out. Like it's 1996. Nuggets with the rainbows, we were only kids. Only shorts. Yeah. Warren's mascot, watching, doing flips. Got you standing on your seats like it's the Bulls versus the Knicks. I got more bucks than Milwaukee. I can buy a walkie-talkie. In Atlanta, the ladies all hawk me. Telling me that I'm the human highlight reel. I'm like, ladies, 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 how that make Dominique Wilkins feel? Yo, my style's animated like the mom stars in Space Jam. Like Brent Barry, I wear my 
jacket when I slam. My friends kind of friends with that dude Rafe LaFrance. It's Scotty Pippen, also that guy from the Humpty Dance. I love the king, not James. Talking about King Cullen, I got a bad haircut. Call me Chris Mullen. I'm buying 12 jerseys because they're cheaper by the dozen. And I got a mini hoop so I can dunk on my cousin. The track takes you back like it's 1996. Nuggets with some rainbows, we were only kids. Only Charlotte Hornets mascot. Watch him doing flips. Got you standing on your seats like it's the Bulls versus the Knicks. I am smooth like D Wade and fatter than Big Baby. Not named for a lady like Tracy McGrady, whose playoff stats I wouldn't take if you paid me. Who'd maybe be great if his eye wasn't lazy? And when I'm walking down the block, they wonder what I'm doing, cause I'm wearing bigger knee pads than that of Patrick Ewing, and I sweat like him too, so you know I'm soaking wet. I'm like lunch lady hair, nothing but neck. Yo, snakes is the best in the full court press. Hit you in the mouth like a Ron Artest, like a $2 replica jersey we just mesh. This is music from John Tesh. So what if I got zips like Rick Smith, like in rain from long range, like Dr. Nowitzki? The only difference is that I play D, that and he's like eight foot three. Michael Jordan and Xavier McDaniel having words. Double technicals were called. Ewing for Scott. Michael Jordan on fire. Arn Albert has recently been arrested for sexual assault, allegedly biting a 42-year-old woman's back 15 times while wearing ladies' underpants. Yes! The track takes you back like it's 1996. Welcome back. This is Act 3 of the No Joke Podcast. We are talking to Amir Blumenfeld, and we're talking about the NBA Finals. Yes. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they have four all-world players, all under 30, are we afraid for the future of the NBA? Are we afraid that it's broke now and that I don't what? kind I don't quite believe that. Okay. Because did when there's a team it? did they beat the game? When there's a team this good, now the intrigue is can they be toppled? Correct. Isn't that yep. almost as interesting as who will win this random year? Well said. Yeah. Well said. I yes. agree. Yes. Yeah. So that's nice. So you like you almost appreciate a Goliath, such a dominant Goliath, because it at least provides a league-wide narrative of like, yeah. okay, well, let's knock that team off the top. Exactly. And yeah. maybe maybe it's helped by the fact that my team isn't the Cavs. I think if my team were the Cavs or the Spurs or the Clippers, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck these guys. Like, yeah. So LeBron close. should if if. Steph Curry was never born. LeBron would have would be five and three in finals yep, and yes. be talked about as one of the best ever. Yes, uh, and so I don't have that anger or frustration because my team is a bunch of nineteen year olds. I'm like, go ahead, win the next five. It'll be interesting. Right? And then, yeah, we're and, on a different timeline. And the NBA, it's like if you look back in the last twenty years, call it how many champions teams have there been? A handful. Six, maybe and that was like what you the were Bulls, saying? the Spurs, the Rockets, the Lakers. Yeah. Like then the Pistons snuck in for one. <laughs> the LeBron, Miami. the Celtics snuck in. For, yeah, but I mean, it's like it's usually like franchises yeah. that like ride out for five or so years yeah. yeah so this is like it just seems like this is golden state's time but yeah about- it's scary though i mean they're all under 30 i, I guess I- the difference being that they added an mvp yeah. to a team that just won 72 games that's 73 unpre- 73 that, yeah. that's unprecedented yeah well here's the question i read this tweet the other day mm. that was like without durant Somebody said that this series wasn't even close. Cleveland was destroying them. Yeah, you sent that to me. The The interpretation was that Cleveland would destroy them without Durant? Yes. Without Durant, it was a seven-game series that came down to the last <laughs> exactly. minute. But I guess the Cavs are better this year is what the argument was. Like, they won three in a row. They, what? like, figured out the Warriors. So, like, the 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 basic gist is, like, the Cavs just have continued rolling the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, they figured out how to beat the Warriors without Durant. Okay. And then Durant was this huge X factor that couldn't be contained. But Who, by the way, was, like, 
unbelievable in like particularly unbelievable in the finals. <laughs> yeah, just Durant super was per- efficient. What did he shoot in game five? Maybe like fourteen. For, I mean, every game was like fourteen for eighteen, thirty-eight points. Yeah, right. <laughs> like every Shaq. game. Yeah, yeah and he, but he's shooting twenty-one footers. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Floaters, Everyone talks about threes. Kevin Durant joining Golden State. Why aren't people talking about Deron Williams joining? <laughs> Another <laughs> MVP candidate. I know <laughs> that was one of the subplots of the finals that was kind of sad. Was the utter and rapid deterioration of yeah. Deron Williams? Like, that was his first basket. It was like game four. I saw. That. Yeah. <laughs> His whole series was John Stark. He put up John Stark's numbers in that finals. Deron Williams. I know. So if the Warriors couldn't have won without Durant, that almost vindicates Durant being like, they kind of need me. I think that's So it wasn't like I joined a team that was already in progress, going to win, obviously. It was like a team that was on the fence, and I helped them push push them over and that's what most people on sports center and all like the sideline reporters that was the narrative they spun out which is like he was actually the difference maker yeah which has to feel great for him absolutely whether or not that's great for competitive basketball is another story right it is just great though the rebel i mean just like again analytics sort of like post daryl morey post moneyball nba yeah it is amazing it is just aesthetically so blissful to watch this <laughs> Golden State Warriors team play, and the way they just spread the floor so wide. Mm-hmm. They have like introduced uh, like as soon as they cross half court, like it's kind of in play. Yeah, and like they could legitimately shoot and make from there. So like the <laughs> entire physics of the game, they they've changed the like the molecular physics of the league. They're also the number one defensive team, it's which is rude. That's, that's the storyline that like gets lost. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Draymond Green, yeah. Andre Iguodala is one of the at the absolute best ball swiper without fouling yeah. in league history. He can guard Durant, he can guard LeBron, he can guard Westbrook. He's guarded them all. The best defensive team this year. <laughs> so game four, they give up a, a, stor- a historic amount of points in the first half. What was yeah. it, like 80 81. points? 80-something. 80 yeah. 80-something? Yeah. No team has ever given that up. Yeah. Do you think, to put our conspiracy hat on for a second, do you think that referees were told to... Just ebb the game towards the Cavs <laughs> to squeeze out what we can for this. Do you uh, think so? Because it seems like a bit of like a, they're the best defensive team and they also give it the record amount of points. I mean, I'm enough of a conspiracy theorist to say, hell yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, I'm enough maybe, of a conspiracy theorist to say yes. I don't know because it's kind of – it seems like it would be too, too risky if that ever came out. Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth the leak of like, oh, yeah, Adam Silver's office called me and said, call this game tighter. But what if it never came from Adam <clears throat> Silver? It came from sources. <laughs> there's no way you could ever bring it like back Trump to and the Russia. top. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's like, there's enough smoke out there. But then the, the thing is, Cleveland also hit a record amount of threes. Right. That's not refereeing. That's right. just, you know, if you shoot a lot of threes, some days you're hot and some days right. you're not as much hot. So you're not a conspiracy theorist? Um, no, I don't think I am. It would right. have been a bummer if it was a sweep. Yeah. If yeah. it was if it was just like a four zero sweep, Shellacking. that would be I don't know like maybe not a bummer but just like oh so they're that much better than yeah else. it would have it would have <laughs> been even just that one win the fact that the Cavs took one yeah just lets and then me game re- five was competitive yes exactly yes just, if it, if game four was another like thirty point route we'd yeah have a pr- I think we'd all have a problem <laughs> we have a problem <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like now what it would be a pr- it would be problem they'd be problematically good so what is what's who's the next team to win the finals if not Golden State. Boston Celtics six years from now, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Seriously, like this is what we were talking off mic before the show. It was like, what, what could, ch- what could change to disrupt the Warriors-Cavs paradigm? They'd have. To, uh, I think a bunch of players would have to get together and like almost like meet in a alley somewhere and be like, all right, what? Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Truly. LeBron James, Listen. Kyrie Irving, we have to get together and like just 
form this anti-super team. <laughs> right. But, like, wouldn't they be the heroes of the NBA? Yes. Maybe. They'd also be a super team. Yes. And why not take, like, why not do that for a year? Like, a player like Paul George that's made, like, $180 million and is going to make so much money from shoe deals. Right. Like, why not take one year and make a million dollars instead of 30 Let but, me ask you this. So, I guess it's a huge amount of money to take off the table, but wouldn't it be fun? It would certainly be Definitely fun for us. <laughs> for me. Yeah, as a fan. <laughs> if it's a fan's game, yes. And then there would be America's team. The team, And then would they become the villains again? Exactly. My question is, everybody <laughs> wants to add like a super team where against them, like four offensive superstars, yeah. right? Like Paul George, Kyrie, Carmelo, and LeBron might be able to take them yes. out. Is the smarter play to unite the best defenders, the absolute best defenders, and the best defensive coach yeah. in the NBA and form a defensively-minded team? Like Detroit was back when yes. Ben Wallace's team. Yes. And could they actually stop the scoring more than another team trying to outscore Just a them. team of Does this make sense? That's what the Spurs were trying to do. And they almost and did. did. And yeah. did before right. Kawhi got lampooned. That was a weird, annoying subplot. Yes. Spurs is like, the Spurs are better. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Right. <laughs> oh, it's definitely over now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was sort of exciting for Those two quarters. Those 20 minutes were yeah. ruled. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy theory, do you think Zaza put his foot underneath uh, Kawhi's foot, foot on purpose? Uh... I don't think he put it there on purpose, but I or trying to injure him on purpose. But I think he, you like, know, like that's what he does on every play, yes. uh-huh. and yeah, that's what other people do on every play. Right. Yeah. A lot of NBA players said that that is league wide known that you can do that, but you don't do unwritten that. rule. Right. Just yeah. Unwritten rule. But that happens a lot. Does it? I think so. Like it happened in the uh, Al Horford stepped underneath. Uh, who was it on, on Boston? Uh, they tweaked their ankle. Yeah. Okay. All right. so. It's just like one of those like common oopsie doopsie accidents yeah. that is like kind of intentional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but to your point about defensive, I mean, yeah, I, I think Kawhi, like a team of like Kawhi and Patrick Beverly and Giannis, like some of these like defensive stalwarts, we are grasping at straws. The Warriors are winning the next six <laughs> NBA go. titles. There you go. They are winning the next six NBA titles, and sure. there's nothing They've anyone also got can do about it. Um, like amazing personalities that like Clay Thompson is like I'd rather be the fourth best player on the Warriors <laughs> yeah. than actually, the best player on Charlotte. I like being quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, okay, so he's going to stay. I was going to say. Steph and Durant are like, yeah, we make $380 million every like year against like with shoes and endorsements. We don't need to make <laughs> yes. max money. Let me tell you what I think will turn them into the real heel uh, is when they <laughs> skip town and go to San Francisco. I think that will cement them oh. as being like true, bougie <laughs> Coastal elite basketball villains. How Even so? though that's not them? Yeah. I mean, they're just um, I think the it'll be symbolic of their new su- – I feel like it'll be like symbolic of like new success. And I feel like it'll be easier for us all as a collective nation to resent them when they leave Oakland, the city that has nurtured, <laughs> incubated them, and sort of poured their blood, sweat, and tears into them. And then they skip over the river and go to rich-ass Silicon mm. Valley, bougie San Francisco. Yeah. I think that will be emblematic of their elitism. <laughs> and I think we will, we will be able to have permission to full-throatedly hate them. I think we already have full permission to hate them. Okay. Great. Do I you hate them? Uh, I don't yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't quite yet. They're still so beautiful. Steve Kerr is the man. Yeah. Steve yeah. Kerr is so fun to root for. Right. But I would, I mean, to your point about like the fun narrative, I want them to be supervillains. I want that for, <laughs> for the fandom of it. So I don't Draymond know. Maybe I'm just embracing projecting. it. Draymond is embracing it. Draymond embraces. He's the getting into role. it. Yeah. yeah, he's like pumping up the crowd on the. Uh, he is. Yes. Games. Yeah, and yeah. it's working because yeah. he's definitely my least favorite warrior. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's uh, like he's doing his job right. Yes. Yeah, he's the perfect heel. Yeah, man. So here's a question. This is what I want to see. I want to see a 2013 Warriors playoff game with Mark Jackson as the coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, how was it basically this team so? less good right mm-hmm. what did steve kerr how did steve That's kerr become the best coach because 
he didn't have really have prior coaching experience, and yet his system is the reason they became they went from a very good team, kind of like the Clippers, yes. to the best team ever. Could it be a cultural thing? Could that be that much of a swing <laughs> where he's just such a positive guy and creates such a positive culture in the? If he went to the Clippers, would they be the best team ever too? That's I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I think so. No? I think to me it was like a bit of a perfect storm. It was like Steph and Clay were one year older. Steph Curry and were one year older. That's true. But it's like, I think less Steve Kerr, to me, it's like D'Antoni. It's just like, this is all like, the Golden State Warriors to me are like the logical mathematical conclusion of what like D'Antoni sort of began with the seven seconds or less sort of like spread the floor. And I just, it just feels like a natural culmination that frankly, Steve Kerr sort of very, I don't even want to say like luckily, Escalated. but, but, but just sort of like fell into it the exact perfect time when Clay and Draymond and Steph were like coalescing into this thing. There um, must have been different offensive schemes underneath Mark Jackson. Or maybe Mark Jackson Kerr, right? was so bad yeah. that, like, the difference between Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr was so noticeable. Yeah, yeah. right. But, yeah. Like, maybe if it was a slightly better coach than Mark Jackson or a slightly worse coach than Steve Kerr, yes. the, the, tra- the transition would be more gradual. Steve Kerr does kind of seem like, like a lead from behind kind of general. You know what I mean? Like, sort of let the play, like, play to the strength of the players, yeah. not try and sort of, like, impose a sort of a dictum too much. But then when he was out, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Anybody can coach this word. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. not really, because Mark Jackson coached it and it didn't do well so like is steve kerr's job done could he leave and then this is just a well-oiled running machine that he doesn't have to do anything yes kind of feels like so he had one season he instilled the system and now he's gone yes kind of feels like that (laughs) it kind of feels like that luke walton was the coach for like 40 games they basically went undefeated mike brown was the coach for like 12 games undefeated undefeated Undefeated. so what are they but aren't they playing are they playing steve kerr's basketball now so he can leave and it doesn't matter (laughs) i think so <laughs> maybe he should just switch to the spur. Maybe it's Kerr. Maybe like if we wanted yeah, some other that's competition, what I'm saying. maybe like, Kerr should bounce. That would the... be fun. A remix week. <laughs> yeah. where every coach had to like swap out yeah. with like their rival team and coach them for a game. That'd be fun. Just like, to are, see. Are the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Draymond? That's who they had when they were won a championship in 73 games. The, yep. Literally the best regular season ga- team ever. <laughs> yep. Did they have that much more talent than the Clippers? Like, I think isn't Steph so? and Chris Paul kind of a wash? Isn't, like, uh, DeAndre and Blake kind of equal to a Draymond? It's right? the scheme. It's yeah, got to be the scheme the that system. they're all put into. It's like the Rockets, too, where it's like, I mean, in that system, like, they're just, they were awesome. They were they had the right pieces for the right system. But then they, the Rockets weren't that good this year in the postseason. I, I, would, I would argue that the talent gap is kind of sizable, especially on defense. Like, we, we take for granted that Clay and Durant and Draymond are, like, seriously all NBA defense yeah. players. And the Clippers... But they had a great defense before Durant. That's true. That's true. Adding Durant, I mean, what the... <laughs> it's just like, it's still, it's still... It's crazy. I, I mean, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm rolling my eyes so hard. It's great. I'm so happy they're so good. And we'll definitely win the title for sure for the next ever. I what is it like? Do, how do they play a regular season next year is what I don't understand. Like, I was tweeting. I'm like, so what? this team plays the Orlando Magic next year? Like, yeah. in sell, February? It's to sell shirts. Yeah. It's just to sell yeah. shirts. Like, Durant really has to roll out of bed and play the yes. fucking Memphis Grizzlies one game? Yes. Yeah. All right, here. Here we go. Yeah, I read a Let tweet. Let me get up for this yeah, game. Yeah. I read a tweet that it was like, why have a NBA playoffs? Just have a 15-game series between the Cavs <laughs> and the Warriors. Please. First to, first to eight wins wins. <laughs> Please. It's pretty good. Golden State would get there in about 10 games. That's right. If not eight. <laughs> <laughs> An eight-game sweep. That's uh, unbelievable. Uh, so that was the NBA playoffs episode, guys. Uh, the NBA finals episode, I should Great. say. Great. Uh, Amir, thanks for coming through. While we're at it, we want to thank Send Medicine for always providing the theme music. If you are interested in hearing more of Send Medicine, please go to their Spotify page. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiri. I'm Adam Lustig. Today's guest was Amir Blumenfeld. We will talk to you next Thanks week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>